0: yo what is up gamers golden gamers of the world welcome back to another episode of radio melee uh today i and eventually tof will be joined by the man who has who has achieved many things and has achieved yet another wonderful thing this past weekend and of course we're talking about getting reverse popped off on but he also won gommel Huge uh, success here. And so, of course, I mean, this man has so many successes. Stream successes, YouTube successes, you name it. But we're glad we're able to get him on the program. And if you guys are wondering about Tove, we're just going to address that before I do bring in our guest today. Uh, Tov, we started a little early just to make sure we'd have enough time for Hbox to talk about everything he wanted to. And, uh, yeah, so here we are. We couldn't quite get Tove coordinated with us, but uh, he'll be joining us a little bit later. Kind of the reverse of last week. All that being said... All the preamble aside, welcome to the show, Hungry box, How are you doing today, sir?
1: I am good. Happy to be here. It's been a while since you and I spoke about anything at yes. a length. I think the last yes. time I saw you might have been like at one of the, the Genocide. The Genesi- Genes- yes, the Genocide. Yeah. <laughs> one of there as well. So, um, no, I'm, I'm just glad, dude. We go, it goes a, a long way back. And um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we can all like sort of enjoy when, the, well, I guess, one of the old school five gods wins a tournament, whether it's like me or Oh, Marvel, yeah. Or brings me back, so happy to see you again man
0: yeah man I mean you know you know God making huge moves on the screen and of course the same the same god this hbox guy man making the moves off the screen here joining us um spreading the cloud around really do appreciate that um but yeah I mean let's kind of let's kind of just go into it and you know I think I think this is I think this is such an important question for all, the whole thing. and we are going to talk about, of course, the thing that everyone wants to talk about, but I I want to first ask you what I think you know, is, I hope, more relevant to you as a player. and that is, you know, what did this gommel win mean to you? I mean it was it was two years, I believe, I think that's what you tweeted It had been two years since the since the you know or so since a big a major win and you know there was a quarantine and then there was the net play challenges and everything like that but you know ever since offline's come back the results have been going better and better for you and now here you have it here's the here's the win and so what does what does all this mean for you
1: validation more than anything cuz we've been through like we've all had our slumps and ups and downs yeah. and i guess one of the craziest parts about my story is that because i I've like held that rank one for so long before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And then it all just got like swiped away from me. The question was like, am I ever going to get back to it? Or can I ever even like touch that again? So having a, a, you know, a major drought was like a really, really, you know, mentally daunting thing for me. And I needed to prove to myself I could still do it. And I figured Smash World Tour is back. Tournaments are back. If I go to a lot of them, eventually it'll hit. And the way with me is when I win one, usually it causes a cascading effect to win the rest of them so really yeah. proud of myself and i'm really curious to see how i'm going to perform this of the year
0: yeah and i mean first of all you know I, that has to be so validating because that you know there was such a tough time for you i know you were even contemplating taking time off and everything but yeah you stuck through it which very impressive for the mental and everything And that's really gotta really gotta feel good to have all that pay off and I want yeah, to kind yeah. of ask you, oh, sorry. I just wanted to ask you about the, uh, the cascading effect you mentioned. I thought that was really interesting. So, do you feel that you've kind of built a momentum with this win that you think, you know, you're gunning for number one this year or you're trying to win another one this year? Is there, what do you have a particular goal? Like, what are you, what are you feeling or what are you wanting to do, I guess, off of this win here?
1: I think that if I can consistently beat IBDW, like specifically him, I could mm. actually end up as rank one at the end of the year. I think wow. when it comes to... I think when it comes... There's also Leffen, those like, the two players that have the biggest edge on me. Uh, Leffen especially. But I think with the way I played at Gommel, and also the fact that I now have no excuse to lose except my own mistakes, not controller mistakes, which is very, very nice. With that being said, um, I think it's going to be that much harder for opponents to beat me when I'm playing on. When it comes to Zayn... Um, yeah, Zane, I haven't beaten in a very, very long time, but just matchup specific wise, I really every time I fight him, I always feel like it's not just like a hopeless thing, it's simply oh, just like a having your number on a certain day. And like, if you're on and you know how to beat each other, there's no reason, um, that it shouldn't go back to the way it was. He's had a huge edge of me for a very, very long time, mm-hmm. and he is pretty, you know, basically rank one right now. But simply looking at it from a Marth Puff standpoint. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a Fox Puff standpoint, like I I truly believe Fox is designed to like fucking destroy Puff. Whereas Marth, uh, it's more it's it's more of a honest matchup, I guess. Like he has pivot tippers, but those are hard to hit consistently all the time. Puff has her cheese too, and now that I sort of understand matchup more and I know how to beat Marth now, especially with the edge guards I've been working on, Marth Uh. killers and some other secret things, um, like I'm 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 much more uh, optimistic. You know, and this was very recent changes that I made, especially with the new oh. controllers. So I really want to fight him again.
0: Oh, that's exciting! I mean, that's really exciting to hear that that you're making a lot of these changes. And man, there's I mean, there's a lot of things we could, a lot of places we could go from that. Of course, we're not going to ask you to divulge any secrets beforehand. But um yeah, I mean, great to hear your take on on Fox Puff versus Marth Puff too. I think some people think Marth can be worse, or they can be about the same. But yeah, I mean, you with you know all that experience and everything, that's uh, pretty interesting and. I think one thing I kind of wanted to, I want to take this and shift it just slightly, talk about a different change I noticed. Um, I saw one of your tweets when you were at Gommel before, you know, the end of it, and you were saying you wanted, you wanted quote the sweatiest foxes to help you warm up, which you then said, maybe you could have phrased it a little differently, but nothing wrong with that. Um, I was, I was interested by this when I really thought about it, because, you know, I think for whatever, you know, however people may respond to it, it's just been a while where you hadn't been playing friendlies with a lot of people. And then there was this, there was a public call for I want these people to grind with. And I don't know if this has been, I don't know how new this is, but I wanted to kind of call attention to it and say, you know, this is also, do you think that something like this contributed or, or maybe not, or or how do you feel about the change about this as one of the many changes you've been making, I guess?
1: You're saying, you're saying in regards to like, could you like repeat the last half of that question? Sure. So matter?
0: basically, I'll say, you know, did your stance on did your stance on friendlies changing impact oh, yeah. your results slightly?
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. The longest time I legitimately, and I still stand by this. I think that was a direct factor of the me having the success that I did. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had a very large edge in the meta at the time because it looked like no other puff had really caught up to the, what I was doing at the moment. And when everyone was like constantly begging to play me or wanting to play me, I thought to myself, like you're they're, you're get, like gaining everything from this, and I'm gaining nothing. In fact, I'm losing a lot more. My job gets a lot more difficult. I l- probably lose a lot more often to you guys. And I was thinking about like what what is the reason? What is my impetus to like actually sure. give you guys this intel that I have? Why I can't you earn it the same way I earned it by not fighting against you, but fighting you only in bracket, because I can know a matchup, but again, the Fox matchup is very different from the Mango matchup, or the Levin matchup, or the Muta King, or Armada matchup. Me and Crunch always treated these as different matchups, and almost like an arms race, right? Yeah. But what happened was, over the course of the pandemic, I thought, like, man, did I just get way shittier at Melee? That wasn't really the case. What was the case is that other Puff players just started to catch up, got very close to I would say like maybe like eighty percent to you know eighty five as like my peak, and they was getting they're getting really really good, um, and all these other top players were not able to play against them, and the strategies employed against them eventually ended up working against me. So when it came down to it, like that was that was that was the the, the quick and dirty. It was just oh, so ne-
0: it was just it's just a numbers game, huh? It was massive. Yeah, yeah, it was it was no
1: one no one had really played. No one had really been able to show the match up the way it's supposed to be played, or in, in my opinion, the way it should be played. Um, but now it's just like, what is that? IBW pop on emote. Oh my god! Sorry, I was almost threw up. But I, everyone, everyone got a lot more familiar with it too. At the same time, I got a lot more familiar with the current Fox meta and the current you know box players and the way uh, yeah. players approach every character just got pushed way way higher. But that's right. the reason. Right. I enter right. these tournaments but like today I'm entering uh you know TMT West Coast after my ultimate run like because I love that bracket I want to keep on playing and I think it's the best way to for a tournament and with double down around the corner like why not right so yeah for sure. just familiarizing for sure. yourself with that new meta
0: yeah and um you don't have to elaborate on this at all but I I was I've I am curious about this so you, you this could be a simple yes or no but solo battle a puff from europe uh has some techniques it seems you've taken a little bit of an interest in that have how, have you taken a lot of interest in that or just a little
1: sorry i was clicking with the tab um solo battles puff i want to say thank you i think uh i have won some sets i wouldn't have won without mm-hmm. his flexing of his clips on twitter um, um simple things too. drill into jump rest can't believe it had been 20 years before someone just said you can do it consistently at 100. I don't like rely on it to win, but it's an yeah. extra option which is already really good. Um, but I'm re- I really really like when someone pushes that idea forward and pushes the you know every little tool the puff can have in this meta is that much more important, especially yeah. versus Marth, especially guaranteed edgeguard tools, especially right. like just ways to counter cheese. Like the whole game is a dairy farm at this point. So. <laughs> like I'm not lying. Like can we can we be honest? Like oh the, man. Game, it's becoming touch of death and that's, and that's, that's really, really what it is. So, um, whereas solo battle and some of the other puffs really have this talent to break down the game into its constituent parts. I've never had that talent. As you guys know, I'm very bad at analysis and, and like being a lab rat, but I'm really, really good at innovating on the spot and application. Like not application and not letting pressure break me. So like I'll discover yeah. things by accident very often. Mm. Um, And again, it just comes at the moments of the highest pressure and makes diamonds when you're on that hot seat versus Zayn versus like Mango. And you're like, shit, I need to win this somehow. What can I do? And your fingers kind of guide you into a new surprise. So,
0: yeah. yeah. And hey, well said on that. Uh, Speaking of being in the hot seat and important situations. Oh, it's time for what we've all been waiting for. All right. Let's talk about it. Me, and you hungry box, let's talk about the thing we're really here for today, all right? Let's stop talking about this nerd stuff and start talking about the reverse pop-off. The meta define the meta changed last week, and I don't know if you heard, the meta changed last weekend uh, when you defeated IBDW, and then it was not you who popped off despite struggling with him for a long time, and you mentioned how important it was to beat him earlier, but it was actually he who popped off on you. And you know there are there's a lot of talk going on about how okay it was. If you're cool with it, he said it was a joke. So I, what I want to do right now, hungry box, is I want to know, you know, how. I mean, I, without guiding anything, I want to know how you felt about it. And let's just go from there. What what was it like for you in the moment, and what's it been like for you looking back on it?
1: So I think the best way to summarize it is. Uh... Moist Critical made a video about it. It's now yeah. number two or number one on trending and gaming uh-huh. in the world. Um, and it's gone to the point now where the storyline of Gommel isn't me ending a two-year drought. That became the storyline of the
2: tournament.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: It's content like, that's the way things work. I'm very, very used to that. So it's like in a weird kind of way, Cody you know, he made me not get as excited to win, but also he seemingly countered the entire narrative of the tournament. Um, (laughs) So, in hindsight, looking back at it, I'm starting to get a bit of angst towards it, but it's also like hilarious to look back on and it's moments like that. Like, the moments that when it happens, the moment you're just like, what in the fuck is going on? But then you look back at it and like, this entire game and community is so silly. No wonder it's still around, right? One yeah. day someone throws a crab at you. Another day, like, yeah. you know, this happens. Like, and so for some reason, it seems to follow me all the time. I don't, I don't know why. That is but,
0: strange. I, I don't it, know yeah, how, how that just, happens.
1: There's, there's always, there's always a, an entire new episode of a TV drama whenever I go on the main stage. And so, But it's like, that's what makes the game special, that I feel. Um, mm-hmm. So, in regards to all of that, um, <laughs> looking back, it was funny. In okay. the exact moment that it happened, yes. I was low-key weirded the fuck out. But then you
0: weren't mad or anything.
1: It wasn't mad, because okay. you know why? He told me about it but ahead of time.
0: Oh, uh, how far ahead?
1: Wow, sorry, thanks for the bits, Willie Bull. Holy shit. Um, he told me about it and he said, Next time you win and pop against me, I'm gonna pop off back on you. He like mentioned it like a month or two ago. Okay. So when he did the first and he started short hopping towards me, like when he when he did that. Um, I'm just like, wh- and then I, I sat there and I looked at him and I remember like, oh yeah, you told me about this and now you're doing it. Uh, and I was looking at him, just like him having his moment, him doing it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I bet you're proud of yourself, aren't you, kid? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm a little pat in the face. Like there you go. He
0: yeah. And and then, but then he held you right, and so that you know that probably wasn't part of the thing, like I, that, he, gra- that was- he
1: grabbed my fupa, um, <laughs> which. <laughs> if you know, you know.
0: Yeah. Also, if you don't, you don't. That,
1: I put that comment on Moist Critical's video. It has like fifteen thousand likes Holy right now. God. Now the Fupa is part of the Melee canon. It's now part of the Hoopa. I guess is now part of the canon. Beautiful, the beautiful so So um, the reason he grabbed onto it is because, like I was saying earlier, he's not used to popping off right like a real legend. Uh, and so yes. when you do it. You have to get ready because you're gonna you're gonna take a few days off of your life. It's unhealthy for you because you have to scream that loud. And I get, I think uh, now when he did it, he, the the same thing happened to him, happened to me when I fainted. You scream right. too loud, damn Willie, thank you, holy shit. When you scream too loud, the blood leaves your head. I think and I think it goes towards your diaphragm. I believe is a science okay, or some okay. other muscle, and that's why yeah, you get yeah. lightheaded because you need your diaphragm. That's this muscle right here when you're singing. That's what allows you to make really really loud noises. Um, and I'm b- pretty sure that's why it happens. So he held on to me because he was about to fall. And now I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking, what if he had done all that and this immediately fainted right in front oh, of me? Oh, jeez. And I just looked down at him. I think that would have been like ESPN front page. Like if that had happened, yeah. I legitimately that would have went one of the the most insane moments in the you entire thing.
0: You piece. try to revive him right there? That's just a moment.
1: Just like <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Instead of doing CPR, I just kind of just fist up his hand. Oh no! <laughs> it would have been violent, dude.
0: Would have been oh violent. no! Um, uh,
1: it, could, it could have gone a lot of ways, but he held on to me, and uh, yeah, that's what it was.
0: Well, I mean, it's good you had awareness. It's good you were a good sport about it. Um, and I, yeah, I think the angst, you know, maybe some of the frustration you feel about the narrative is very understandable. And that's, again, why I wanted to start our conversation today with, you know, what what the win meant for you, because, you know, I mean, that's important. That's for, for you. I mean, I know the the larger community is going to have its own set of things to talk about. But for you, I think that's that's what really matters going forward. So I wanted to highlight that for you and uh, everything else and they they were going to listen for the pop-off story anyways so uh yeah i mean I, i'm i'm really glad to hear that it seems like it's gone all right and and yeah i mean i i, I oh, think i don't think you'll get are, less clouded right?
1: yeah people are like already asked me what my counter counter pop-off meta is going to be the anti-anti pop-off meta oh, okay i have a few options you know maybe okay, i could just Yep, yeah, i could you know i read this so often and I say, like, uh, like I was... Because there's been so much comment talking about it, and people have been like, guys, that wasn't even that cringe compared to the, the uh, theatrics and acting that Hbox does when he wins. People mm. still think that, like, when I, like, pop off and win... I was going like, to ask about this. It's, like, a personal thing or because I want the content. No, it's because, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, like, weird like that. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, like, literally, when I'm that focused on a match, I think the reason no one else... Pops off that hard is because no one Else to this day Has played Puff In a top 8 situation like that Try playing Jigglypuff against a Fox That good and feel How fragile the game is and when you Hit I mean a roll in rest read like, yeah, I'm going to scream out loud because I'm surprising myself. There was so much tension. It was building, yeah. so much tension. Like, you can't half-ass the game just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to play. Like, no, you can't autopilot versus Cody versus Mango versus Zane. Well, against Mango, you can autopilot Genesis because I don't know what the fuck that was. But when he's playing on, like, you you cannot, right? Like, you need to have every single thing, like, on it. And I think the more people, like, that refuse to believe that or accept that, I just realize, like, it's not that they refuse to accept it. It's that they just have never been good enough at something to feel that feeling, I think, especially at a video game like Melee. Um, Maybe if I was in their shoes, I would have been judgmental too. I would have said, like, no, he's, it's, what is this guy doing? But like, I think that when you invest yourself that hard into it, it's like, I'm not the only, I'm not the only person that's ever like popped off. Like, a lot of people do it. And the whole premise of it, yeah, you have too. I mean, you have one of the most insane, iconic pop ups (laughs) of all time. So I'll ask you the question, Kevin, when you popped off, was it a close game? Or was it just a sweep? Or why was the reason that you did? Yeah, it? I mean,
0: there's there's a lot of things. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of my more iconic ones, especially, was when I was frustrated because of the because of the crowd, or and then also the games were usually really close, and so there was a lot of like, yeah, I'm happy for it, but also I showed you guys, and so there was a lot of feelings there in it, and so I think in the it's a little different perhaps, but I think in the same way, you're always full of a lot of feeling when you play, and that and that helps you, you know, release it as opposed to you know. You know, keeping it stuck somewhere or not letting it release and flow properly. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think uh so i think people are you know confused by it because they may not be as physical themselves and i think some people if i had to add anything onto it i think some there's there's a a, a half and half opinion where some people are like well i think his irl ones are legit but then some of the net play ones uh, i think he's playing it up for stream or whatever and I, i'm not telling you that it is or isn't i'm just telling you that, that you'll hear various degrees of it Oh, when I look
1: if, 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 if I'm streaming and, and the chat is egging me on, yeah, we'll be cheesy. We'll fucking okay, it up. okay. But, if, but if, if I'm like at a turn, hat gets thrown.
0: The hats for content, yeah, right?
1: I throw the hat. I I'm a <laughs> fucking whale. Plus, I, I throw against the wall I act like a yeah. like a fool because it's fun. It's funny. Like yeah. people, do people really think when they decide to become like streamers or content creators for a living that just doing this. is, like, entertainment. Like, there's wrestling, and then there's the WWE. Which one has more viewers? Right. By, like, a 100x margin. And it's not that I approach it to everything. I think streaming, right? Yeah, Being yeah. an actor on a stage and being someone who wants to entertain. Yeah, like, let yourself let loose a little bit. When I'm on, like, a competitive circuit, though, and I'm fighting for my rank, and I'm fighting for, like, my own, like, respect, like, I don't have to go to every event but I, I want to I'm going to every event this year because I want the throne back I want rank one bet and I, yeah. I want to prove myself that I can do it so um yeah when 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 I do it like on those stages no it's because I really just fucking wanted it yeah but people I don't think everyone's ever going to understand that, and that's okay but like I know how I feel about it and that's why I'm going to keep doing what I do
0: well, I mean, I think it's important for you to be able to talk in a... Because I almost feel like there's the H-Box space and then there's the almost the everyone else space. It almost feels like to me sometimes. And so I think it's really good that you're coming onto this show and and everything else so that you can put your take on these things here. Cause I'm, I'm not here to tell you, you know, how you feel or how you're supposed to express yourself. I'm just here to ask the questions and then see how you respond. And so I think it's, it's good to explain yourself and let people do what they will with it. And if they, if they don't believe it, and they don't think you're being genuine, that's one thing, but I don't have any reason to think that you don't feel these things genuinely and you're not physically expressive. So I, I get it. Makes sense to me. Yeah.
1: I mean, and you act like I've never been like popped off on. Like, do I do I take to Twitter and complain about? It? Like, no. I, well, no. Whenever anyone has like crazy antics, something they do after the win. Wh- who am I to judge? Who am I to ever judge what someone? That does would after be
0: surprising, win? though. That would be it, fun. Yeah. Imagine you did, though.
1: I'll, yeah, I look like a like a geek, like a <laughs> hypocrite. Like, come on. Yeah. I I prefer people let loose when they win. I'd Prefer like let's let's feel something for once. You know, sure. like yeah. that's the way I no. see it. One last
0: question regarding all of this, um, and this might be part of your counter-pop-off strategy. Um, Imagine a set ends. It's a close set. You see your opponent who lost starting to pop off. Now, do you think that there's some sort of world where it's a ritualistic, you pop off with them, it almost becomes like a pop-off dance battle, right? and it and it and it escalates and elevates. Do you think there's a world where like one of you's rolling around, the other one's kicking the chair or whatever, like you're trying to the, it becomes a battle outside the battle. Do you feel like there's a world that happens?
1: Evan, you do you, you know what happens when when two grown ass men playing a party game start taunting louder and louder and personally each other? <laughs> what happens? We're just going to start fighting, dude. I mean, oh, I'm all for okay. okay. it. Like hockey, why do you think they allow in hockey? We'll swing. Okay. I, I'm okay. down why like i don't know obviously no you can't actually do it but like when emotions run hot like someone's gonna swing mango said on multiple occasions if i do it again he's gonna just fucking snuff me in the face and i'm like okay like we've been doing this years long i'm not gonna hold it against you you know we gotta we gotta release the tension
0: fair enough fair enough all right so maybe maybe we don't have dance battles maybe that's not the future of pop-offs good good fair enough uh, I, I, noted.
1: I think we're as signed players. I think we to be more serious. Like we know better than all that. But like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, if it just keeps happening, like I'm just gonna start bringing props on stage. I might bring like two actual, <laughs> <characters>, <laughs> yeah. just pour them on his head while he's doing it. Like, there's just oh, a lot of things we can do. And then and then we get into the entertainment category. We right. come the WWE Smash Bros. You know, I'm all for it
0: oh Uh, boy and so i'm looking i'm looking forward to the hbox run smash world but uh yeah i mean
3: this
0: this would be a lot of fun um and and i'm glad we gotten to go down this road but i tell you we are gonna have to make sure that we can give everyone else space for their questions too so thank you for indulging all of that uh but right before we take everyone's questions and if you want to take questions you want to call in exclamation radio melee my chat toast chat Um, the link to the discord will be there. You'll go in, submit topics here. We'll screen you. We'll get you in all that good stuff. Um, but, uh, in the meantime, right before we have people calling in while we screen some callers, we are going to do what's called the community voice. That's right. We had ginger on last week. And he left a question for the YouTube comments. We're going to highlight three of them now. The question was, how do you form your opinion of top players? And I'll go ahead and read these off. And if you have any responses you want to give to any of them, by all means, uh, go for it, HBox. But I'm going to start with WaveDash here. Um, says, the longer conversations are the main thing for me. I remember the Scar and Toe show or the Reeds being a great way to learn about players. LaDandis and Cyrox for a couple examples. Summit commentary too. I think my first impressions of Ginger as a person rather than a player was his Summit Six commentary. But yeah, I think a lot of people get to know everyone better from Summit and maybe this show too. That'd be nice. Uh learning a lot about pop offs today, I'll tell you that. Um yeah. and Richard Liu says uh, here's a plug. Radio melees, hands down one of my favorite ways to learn about top players. Hey, that's Hbox. I don't think much other Melee content introduces players or community members quite like Radio Melee. The guest-centered structure and quality of questions and answers, man, we got to pay this guy, have led me to appreciate players in ways I'd never expect. For example, I was always a fan of Ginger's Falco, but this episode helped me appreciate in his mindset and perspective times 100. And I think I cut you off a couple times there, Hbox. What were you about to say?
1: I mean, I I agree. It's it's important to have more immersive events like Summit or just like interviews, podcasts, whatever it is. Because... There's the player, then there's the person. It's always there. And, like, a lot of times personality is integrated into gameplay. um, And it's cool to see how, you know, those lines parallel across the course of their career. So I agree.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man um we got cbass9504 here with the last answer they're saying definitely the content that people choose to put out in a social media is a big thing if i have the chance to actually interact with top players that takes precedence Since some people have radically different online personalities but i feel like the way top players interact with twitch chat or respond to tweaks etc to be some of the most useful data points in informing an opinion i think this is how a lot of people can figure out how people do things is how their their twitter and their twitch is um, I know in particular Hbox, I think you do a lot of memes on Twitter. Uh, how do you feel? How do you feel that that, that does for the audience? Do you feel like, I guess that's endearing, huh? The memes, the memes get the, the goons coming, huh?
1: It's really straightforward. If you see something and it makes you burst out laughing, like personal, like actual air leaves your nose or mouth, mm-hmm. it's probably going to hit. So okay. when I saw the the stupid, like me and IBW, like Wojack the Chad thing, I uh-huh. saw it. I'm just like, there's no like. The moment I tweet this out, it's just gonna, it's gonna spread like wildfire. Yeah. And so I did. Like, I'm just like, why wouldn't I? It's, it's so on point. It's so on the nose. Yeah. Little things like that. There was the guy who DJed uh, his pop off. I retweeted that one. Oh, that was, was good. You know, there's the, the 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 crappy MS Paint one that the guy did in, in record time. <laughs> um, there's all all sorts of things, and you know, those things. Like, yeah, it's poking fun, but believe it or not, it actually gets a lot more like people's eyes on melee. yeah, so um it's it's kind of a good thing. It's a very good thing, actually,
0: cool deal, yeah, definitely. social media, I think one of the biggest ways to outreach right now, and I think you really hold it down there for sure. um, so yeah, important, important for top players to think about, but also, yeah, just a good conversation for everyone to have. how do we how do we figure out how we who we want to interact with and how do we make our impressions of these top players? uh yeah that'd
1: be- oh go ahead no, no yeah just the, the more the more zany wonky moments happen the better it'll be and i think one day when someone gets very very angry that a steve just three stocked them an ultimate they're gonna get suplexed through a table and we're gonna <laughs> enter a new era of smash bros uh it'll be it'll be a lot more lawsuits but
0: we're gonna we're gonna patch things ourselves or we're gonna mm-hmm. patch ourselves up
1: right all right
0: (laughs) (laughs) on that optimistic and loving community note let's go ahead and move from there into some uh, caller questions um first of all we've got ninja Mushi calling in what's up um how you doing and where are you calling in from what's your question for us today
2: hey thanks for having me uh i come from texas uh not really involved in the melee scene here but uh but yeah Um, so my prompt is an age old question, but I think it might be fairly relevant to where things are heading right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, with Zane taking losses exclusively to Sheik these past three tournaments, Hbox sometimes hitting a wall against certain Fox players, uh, Jmook possibly struggling against characters like Yoshi and Puff and so on. Uh, how dependent are tournament results on bracket luck and what can top players do to offset their bracket demons? Do you think we'll see top players starting to rely on secondaries more like it used to be, or just grind out their tough matchups and remain headstrong to win their, with their solo mains? Uh, I'm just curious what you guys have to say on it. That's
0: a, That's good, a really question. good question. Timely question, too. But yeah, please, I think this is a great question for HBOX to tackle. So by all yeah. means,
1: in a weird way, like first, I compare it almost to like when someone's like campaigning for like, Either they're running for, like, an office or something like that. They only go to the states where they need it the most. They're not going to go to a state where they already do well on. You know what I mean? And when I say that, it's like, I'm not going to spend two hours a day practicing Peach Puff or Sheik Puff or um, a matchup I'm really, really good at and, like, or Falco Puff, right? Those are, like, I know at the back of my mind and no one's, like, really giving me trouble there almost at all with it. I'm going to spend all my time warming up uh, either in brackets or playing against, like, Fox players fox players are like 99 or 95 percent of all my losses uh i think this past year feel like they've been to fox and it's just like that's where it always is and then there's zane but it's not marth it's 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 not a marth problem it's a zane problem it's not really a falcon problem it's it's a Wizzy problem and in some cases none or whatever there's these players that are that specific to it so to answer your question about bracket luck yeah, you're going to want a good bracket more than a bad bracket. And the question is, you get good brackets more often if you are higher seeded. But the way it plays out, like, uh, what was it? Cody had to play Mango, right? So Cody, yeah, higher, he got second seed and he had to play Mango, which most people would be like, that's a bad seed. But then it's because Mango's results weren't as good as last year. And then he dropped down. Sometimes it really doesn't matter. Um and there is RNG to it. I'm not gonna lie. There's some there's some factors you can't control. The best thing you can do is be prepared to beat everyone. And that's why my demon, IBDW, against him this time. I wasn't going in rushing in like a dummy. I played the ledge. I played the defensive game. I wanted him to bleed out. And it was a very, very close set in either case. And it's just part of the way the meta develops. So um yeah, just one of those matchup specific things that I wanted to try out.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I I mean my own take on the bracket luck situation is I actually think bracket luck is is almost getting a lot more relevant right now with so many people having having matchups they're struggling with more. So I think this is this is a reasonable concern, but I also think, you know, will it will it matter from tournament to tournament like if for example um you know, what, is HBox going to continue to being able to do to do similarly against Cody, for example? Like, that would mean that there would be less bracket luck involved for him specifically, right? So, uh, it's, going to, it's going to depend, and we saw Zayn thinking about maybe going Puff for uh, Sheik, but um, I've also heard maybe he's going to stick it out, and so we're going to kind of see what he ends up doing. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting time, but at the at this very moment, yeah, it's it is unpredictable what people are gonna do, and it's hard for anyone to make like any big changes because there are so many big tournaments back to back. That being so, that that more makes sense that people aren't probably gonna try and pick up a secondary at the moment. Now, maybe once the once this you know big uh, few weekends of tourneys is over, maybe people will start considering that and everything like that. But at the moment, probably not. But yeah, there's been there's been considerations for it. Um we don't know what J Mook is gonna do about Puff. Hbox here has been giving him a real hard time. It doesn't look like he's gonna stop. Um we're you know, again, Zane with, with Sheik lately. We're gonna see. You know, he's been going game five, so things could just start going the other way, but we'll see. And so yeah, it's it's I it's an interesting that, situation. Way. Oh you please comment.
1: Uh J Mook can pick up Fox and beat me with Fox by the, by the end of the year if he wanted to.
0: You think so, huh?
1: I know, so. It but what it, about if, all if
0: the you, practice you have?
1: It's doesn't Fox <laughs> it's, <Sometimes. Fox> <laughs> <laughs> it's a dishonest matchup you know, on both sides. Like it's, it doesn't matter. Like that, you can just lose for seemingly no reason at times. So, um, I've and I've seen it because Swedish delight uh, was a sheik a oh, player. Oh,
0: that's like, right.
1: And the most infamous chic player to get me to the most game fives slash game fours gets so close to time and never was able to beat me. And then he switches to Fox that he picked up like a month ago and it takes a game off me immediately. I'm just like, yeah. The game is the way it is. I don't agree with all of Melee's mechanics and the way the matchups work, but yeah, it'll be a much easier path for him. And if he has a pocket Fox to beat me, then has is that much once it's closer to me being rank one one day. So that's my call.
0: Yeah, and so there's, so Jay Mook, if you're listening to this Radio Melee episode, there's the there's the HBox tip for you, and he doesn't give those out for free, usually, so take that with what you will, but uh, yeah, so I think I think that's that's an important take. Well, actually, let me ask you this, HBox, while we're kind of on the topic. Do you think, basically, that Sheik Puff is kind of the reverse? Do you think, basically, it's not even worth it for him to try with Sheik?
1: That would take games off me, right? But the thing with Sheik Puff is that Sheik has to play, honestly, Sheik has to hit Puff 10 times, uh, you know, or win neutral, I don't know, 7-8 times to take the stock off of Puff. Puff needs one up air.
0: Okay. And yeah.
1: You might think, well, it's the same with Fox. you only need one grab of Fox. No, because Fox has DI options, and Fox, when you whiff, you're taking 40%. And guys like IBW and Leffen, they need two or three openings to eliminate Puff stock every single time. What's up, Toph? Um, And, like, when it, when it gets to that point, when it gets, like, that fragile... Um, You know, y- you have to play with serious strengths. You have to play using the tactics that you employ. And that's just the way matchups are. And then with the whole, the whole Peach thing, where Peach, you know, Puff historically destroys Peach, you have guys like Lod who pushed it forward really, really hard. And you have to seriously know your stuff still, even against it. The same way I can upset Foxes, Lod destroys, and I'm correcting if I'm wrong, destroys every other Puff. That isn't me. Can Thank you it's think it's of a... I still agree. Pump?
3: I agree with HBox. Thank you. Hey, what's program, Sof. Yes. Good to be here. Good to All be right. here. What's up, bro? What's up, dude? You guys are talking about... We were okay, talking secondaries. about... We were talking about
0: secondaries, and we were also talking about, you know, with so many people having their really hard matchups, like HBox with certain foxes, Zayn with Sheik... Ooh jmook with hbox or you know whatever how much is bracket luck and or what are people going to yeah. do about? It? are they going to grind it out with their their main or are they going to pick up a secondary and so we were kind of just uh sorting a lot of that out so what do you what's your take on that no and
3: i spoke with zane after uh after gommel and i was talking to him and you know we were chatting for a while and zane was kind of like um uh like okay first of all sure i have a i have a chic problem right now i've been losing these sheiks I think he lost to Plop Leffen, and J-Mook like, the last time they played. But yeah, he also was telling me, like, well, first of all, I, I even brought up, I was like, is there any chance you're going to try Fox or something? I know you've got a decent Fox. And he's like, no, no, no. I've, I'm have i going to figure it out with Marth. Like, I know I can do it. Even this tournament I was really close. It's a couple little adaptations, couple things I need to change. Um, and, I, and I kind of agreed with him where, like, you know, I think at that point it's less of like, it's like you have a problem. It's like a problem matchup on paper. But at the same time, I think in practice, like I think Zayn's the kind of guy that he figures these things out. I think there's certain players in certain matchups, like, you know, for Leffen, when when Leffen picked up Sheik for for Marth. I think for, for Leffen, I think that was the right call because I think it worked really well and I think he is just enjoying playing that matchup more. But I think for somebody like Zayn, he's gonna stick to his guns. He's gonna figure it out with Marth. I, I'm not really worried about him. You know, we've seen that he's the kind of guy that figures matchups out, right? Yeah. Um,
0: and H gonna start going nest for Fox. Better ah, matchup.
3: Th- th- there we go. Got the up you got those up airs. No gonna juggle them. them.
1: What's next, right? No one even knows. Yeah.
0: yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see what the solo battle tips for that one are. Um but yeah, I think I think we've nailed down a lot of this here. We've gotten the insight on a lot of different perspectives. So we are gonna go ahead and keep this moving here. But Ninja Mushi, thank you so much for calling in. You got any shout outs for us on your way out here today?
2: uh yeah thank you so much um i just want to shout out my friend Lamer, who's actually the uh, world record holder for legend Man of speedruns you should check nice. that out uh we watch melee tournaments together even though we're pretty much just spectators so it's a lot of fun uh my girlfriend not super into melee but she loves the box pop-off so nice. <laughs> yeah thank you so much hey take all care
1: right. Thanks,
3: bud. did you guys uh obviously I, first of all i just got here and uh Dope we to did have you, talk HBox. About it. We did Good talk to see about you. It. you. We talked about it? Yeah, what was that, that like? No. <laughs> Can I just get the you know the 10 second summary? I know, I'm sure you guys uh, flesh it all out.
0: Well, H-box, so basically, HBox wasn't mad about it, he knew it was coming. In the moment, he thought it was kind of weird, and oh, then I could tell. Later, I
3: could tell he was, dude. You reacted like the the funniest possible way. Oh my out. god!
1: I was just like, oh. and then it hit me like a few moments after. I'm just like, do I need to get this? Guy? Like, and when he <laughs> he grabbed me, I'm like, Cody. That's what I was I'm like, Cody. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah, <laughs> what was he was like, like what you, are you doing? You do? yeah. yeah, and the fa- the fainting thing makes sense now. But holy shit, what a moment!
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's yeah. a conversation to go back and listen to HBOX, and I really did a deep dive on that one. So that's that.
3: <laughs> I will, I will go. It back was to special.
0: That it was special to get the HBOX insight on that. He had a lot of, he got a lot of interesting thoughts on that. Um, yeah, just another, just another tidbit. Man, we are going to be talking about this one for a while. Uh, next caller, please. What are you going to do? I like turtles. Welcome to the program. Where are you calling in from? What's your question for us today?
1: Hello, sir. I'm calling from France, Paris. On oh, my question. Is the following Dear Henry God, how does it feel having competed in this game for so long since 2008? How do you keep up with the sleepy kids? And how long do you think you, and by extension, the older top Melee players such as Mango, will be able to compete at the top level? I have a rule because everyone's been asking me about when I'm going to retire, and Mm -hmm. it's very, very simple. Very, very simple. I will only retire from Melee after Mango does. If he <laughs> is around until he's 40, I'll be around until I'm 40. And then as soon as he retires, I'm going to play for another year at least just to show I could do it. And that's, that's what it'll be. So uh, until he's out, I'm in. Yeah. When he here.
0: hears this, you guys are going. Once he hears this, yeah. you guys are going until you're like 90.
1: Yeah. yeah and I'm, not like, <laughs> I'm not saying like when he retires, that's, that's my time for retire. No, I'm just saying like whenever the retirement happens, it has to be only after he does. It might be two years. It might be one year. It might be one year. Of, yeah, you know, but Manko's gonna
0: hear that and he's gonna say, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you one up me. I'm just gonna keep going now."
1: And you he's see, that's out. where, even though he calls me a pussy every single day, I try to talk with him. And even though when I walked up to him when I had my trophy, and he looked at it and he said, "It's a dark day for Melee one and he walked away. when I, <laughs> <you.">
2: <laughs> like, that? I
1: one. I said, "I said, Tag, you're it. You win the next one." He's like, "It's a dark day." And he didn't want to talk to me. I was like, shit, dude! <laughs> yeah, dude it's, it's a nice wild. trophy. When he it wins, nice we're player. like dapping it up. I'm calling him the go. We're having beers together. When um, I win, this
0: guy, <laughs> yeah. This guy, no, I I believe me. I understand.
1: Joker art comes out, but um, no, it's uh, it's just how how it is. But there's always this like inherent respect. And I think people know that now. We've both been doing this long, and we're both like still competing. And like, I think we just appreciate that with one another. Of course, it it, it has to be said too. The, the comparison with Armada, obviously, being the only other uh, guy in that contention. You know, the whole idea for GOAT arguments has always been like, is it Mango or Armada who has the edge? Mango won the summit so he has the edge. Armada's right there. And Hbox is the only one kind of like right outside that thing. That whole discussion has always made us wonder like what it would have been like had he stayed. And I think, um, you know, I think people realize now because because, he no longer plays like, you know, Mango and Armada do feel the way about each other that they do. I wish it was different, um, but you can't force someone to play the game. I think right. he oh. proved it shit more than anyone else. I mean, like, no, he's got the most consistent streak of all time. No one can touch that, but do I want to be considered the GOAT one day, and is that why I want to keep playing and playing and playing and, you know, get the most major wins? Someone said that, I think, when I won Gommel, that officially ties me, Mango, and Armada for the number of super major wins that we have, hmm. or, like, big Wow. Something. Like, it's, so it's, it's now closer than ever, and yeah, like Mango's not having a great year. I had a bad year last year, but I am in love with the chase for number one. Like that, mm. nothing makes Whoa. me feel more like having a purpose than that. And so, Double Down, Smash Con, Smash Factor, Shine, all these events uh, is just one more chance to prove who is actually the best.
0: Cool. So, that's so. So your answer, almost, it sounds like to this question of keeping up with Slippy Kids and all of that stuff, really isn't about the challenges themselves. It's about what what's your purpose? What keeps you going? What gets you excited? And, and that's what it's about is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. You, everyone has different motivations to do it. Um, my motivation now has changed because now there's like this whole aspect of like, smash as content or smash as entertainment whereas before that i never i never needed to turn my camera for five hours a day i would stick you know i'd go home keep to myself have my own personal life and then at tournaments my job was to compete and that's what you know team look was paying me for compete and make sure you win 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 no matter what else um all this that we have now is an, an indirect result of not just our love for the game but people's fascination with the players of the game yeah. their personalities and how their personalities have, have uniquely and inevitably changed the storyline and the narrative for melee so many times on a game that's 21 years old and a very very few games if any can say that we're the only one of our kind i feel
3: oh yeah yeah
0: for sure for sure and i mean that's that's well said on every front i really love the focus on purpose there um because i do think that that more than any of the external challenges is what's going to keep people going and going to allow everyone to adapt and keep themselves ahead of the meta. So I think well, really well said, really well covered. And yeah, I think that that covers it for this question. I Like Turtles, thank you so much for calling in today. You Got any shout outs for us on your way out?
2: Oh yeah, shout outs to the French and European meta community. Shout outs to FED2, the UK
1: tournament coming up.
2: When is, when is be- that?
1: It's the uh, end of July, 28th July to the 1st of August. So it's you know three weeks roughly. Probably uh, the time right now I should announce now that everyone's watching here uh, Mm. that I'm not going to Phantom in Australia Mm. Mm. because I'm attending TwitchCon in Amsterdam. So whoa, TwitchCon's in Amsterdam. Have fun. So I'll be in Europe actually for the first time in six years uh, in about two weeks. So or whenever it is. So yeah.
0: Cool, cool. Have a good time.
1: Surprise. Yeah. Shout out to the European Smash community though for sure. Yeah. No wrong answer. There. I think Phantom's gonna be awesome.
3: I think TwitchCon TwitchCon in Amsterdam sounds really, really cool. So have a good
1: time at that. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um <clears throat> well we don't have um another another question lined up this second. So we might we might wind down, or uh I have another question prepared anyway that we were kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. Regardless of all that, um you know, I did, I, we kind of talked about it a little bit anyway. Actually, you know what? This is my moment. I'm going to ask this thing that I've, well, we've talked, dude, this has come up in my stream so many times, Ooh. especially when we're watching your matches, HBox. And I don't know if you're going to tell me anything about it, but I, I'll feel better. I'll sleep better at night knowing I asked, hey, there's this thing. There's this really cool thing you talked about one time. You have talked about it one time from my understanding at Summit. Long time ago, and it was this thing called bubble theory. You may have you may remember it, you may have heard of it, and now people have many reactions to this, and that's part of because of the mystery of it all. Now, bubble theory, I if I can remember what you said, it was something about understanding conceptualizing the possible spaces that characters could be in, as well as considering probabilities for where they could be. But beyond that, you know, who could say what it is or is not, and it was something you and Crunch worked on together now. Now this is this is something some people say it's basic uh insert expletive spacing some people have other things to say about it but boy I boy if this is the the show for answers I don't know what it is and so Hungrybox I I would like to directly ask you with this preamble what is bubble theory
1: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> brunch burn the books <laughs> no, burn them right like, down, in, like in Star Wars Episode For Nine. Like go, to
3: the, go to the sacred. Go to the sacred text and burn it all down to the ground.
1: Just ba- <laughs> the a- Last basic, Jedi. Basic fucking spacing, right? Um, <laughs> Melee, especially, is a very unique game in the amount of movement options that it gives you, and I think there is a proven solved science. You mentioned probabilities and using a move based upon how often that person will be in that space. But sometimes, what if I told you that you could actually look back at your match and break down exactly how often you use a certain move, figured out what your most frequent move was, figured out its efficacy, and completely change your gameplay around that one move. That's all I'll say to it because um, it goes deeper than that, but um, and Melee is one of the few games that allows you to do that. And it allows you to um, apply, you know, obviously stats, but they use stats in a game that has that level of platforming, that level of movement. You can use those stats in specific places. Um, and you can sort of break down habits harder than anyone else has ever seen. Uh, if you do it properly, it just takes a lot of dedication to it. I feel.
0: Okay, so you don't have to answer this, but I just want to—I just want to ask it anyway. Uh, I thought you were saying earlier that you didn't do a lot of analysis or those types of breakdowns. Uh, does that mean someone else is doing it, or you're doing it in a very specific way, or or something like that? We can move on from this, but I just—I wanted that. I was—I'm confused by this juxtaposition.
1: Actually. What I was talking about was, you know, what me and Crunch used to work on, you know, mm. before the pandemic. Crunch retired from being my coach. And I actually just realized that Gommel 2022 was the first super major that I won without a coach.
0: Well, Congratulations.
1: Like, wow, yeah. Since, like, 2015. Yeah.
0: All
3: you. So
1: well, that's hey, pretty good crazy. Th-
0: so good stuff. So, so basically what you're saying is bubble theory is dead. No. It's no. It's not dead. It's it's been changed in a secret way and we don't know about it. Listen,
3: Phoebe, if you strike when, bubble theory down, it will come to <laughs> When
1: when Crunch and I had the goal of defeating Armada on his own turf at that faded Dream Hack Winter 2015, when we had that goal, oh, yeah. we you know, he literally drove up from Orlando. I was staying in Jacksonville, he stayed in my apartment for a week and we really broke down the game into parts no one, including ourselves especially had ever seen. The stuff we had discovered wasn't posted anywhere. It wasn't this this thing that was talked about. Like he had this way because you know the guy for those that aren't familiar, Crunch is my best friend and coach. He works at Google now. He's one of the smartest guys I ever knew. He had this way of seeing things. We would play board games together, and if the board game had anything to do with strategy or like like deck building or something crazy like that, he played Magic. He was just really, really good at it. It's like he he could see the coding in something that wasn't coded. Does that make sense. So yeah, yeah melee is coded, and so there's you know a quantitative way to change it frame by frame. There's things that are always will work or never will work. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many variables and so many coin flips in a game like that that moves that fast um, that how you approach it directly dictates your success. Right. When it came yeah. to Armada, if we're fighting against a wall like him, a fox player like him, we had to wall him back. If he dominated the ground, we had to dominate the air. So it became actual, like like a race of arms, like it felt like warfare in game. And I said, only put ourselves in the place where he's uncomfortable and only do that. Never, ever, ever give mm-hmm. him one shot of you giving him a free win or a free grab. If he doesn't do it, you're playing chicken. One you has to budge. And I'm telling you, the fox player will always budge first because their fingers are moving much, much more faster. And their synapses are flaring much, much faster. And I feel mm. when that happens, just the biological instinct is that I must perform because I only have so much stamina. So there's a, whole, there's a whole outside perspective of this game. So when box controllers are introduced, that's a whole discussion different, but I think that broke down that theory because with box controllers, you suddenly can play, I think, with like a third as much stamina and move even faster mm. to, for that much longer. Like a box player could do their inputs, I feel, for like 15 minutes in like an eight minute game, um, that's the way I see it, but until and then, you, yeah. And you Gotta sort of think
3: park. that, like, with the advent of box controllers, you know, you'll, you're, you're gonna start seeing people play more patient, they're high what? APM, but patient as well. Because,
1: yeah, yeah, like, uh, patience is obviously in a, like the end all be all of almost anything, any game that requires uh, reaction times and making quick decisions, patience will always pay off in the more time, um, and. What, what what is what is the most tried and true way you describe melee? If you if you got a guy who's running, bashing himself against the wall over and over, and you have a guy who's standing still waiting for the guy to mess up, who's gonna win? Like 80% of the time. It's always Almost it's a it's a game of punish. Fighting games are a game of punish. There every once in a while you have mangoes, you have people who can relentlessly put pressure, and when they're on, you have to take the pressure and you're gonna get hit and he will win. But that doesn't happen often. That's the, the inconsistency of his results. Are akin and make sense with the style that he plays on. You know what I mean? He can bust her out and get 13th or then win a summit and double reverse 3-0 Zane or whatever on FD. Like it, that's the way he approaches the game. That's why he's got like the, you know, the excitement factor that it does when he wins. Whereas with me, I'm always gonna be the whiff punisher. I'm always gonna be the auto-correct for melee, and whenever you make a mistake, I will kill you. That's always gonna be the way I play, because Puff just as a character can't rush in. Oh. But the really special thing is in this current meta, you kinda gotta be an aggro. You can't just sit back the entire time and let the game happen to you. Because there is kind of play for Plufka and the Ledge. There is kind of play for you hitting on a platform the whole time. It's all there. The best part about melee right now is watching them. And when they have that one sliver of an opening when they're dash dancing back and forth, and maybe they trot a little too far, maybe they mess up a little input, maybe they jump a little early. You talk about bubble theory, right? Yeah. One more aspect I'll reveal of bubble theory is this. You don't have to be near them to change their behavior. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be anywhere near them to change what they're going to do. The
0: bubble is so big. Mm -hmm. It's such a big bubble.
1: Some could say it's endless.
0: Oh, it's an infinite bubble. I remember you
3: you were talking a little bit at that one summit about how, you know, the movements you would do on the side platform. To, and, and how that would impact what your opponent was doing, you know, without really threatening them at the time, right? Because obviously you're not near them and Puff isn't a long range character, but yeah, I, I always thought that was like super fascinating. Yeah. And I guess to, to, <clears throat> to something that I've wanted to ask you for a while, actually, that, that we kind of started talking about that I was hoping you could dig into more is like with crunch. So Gommel being again, the first major you've won uh, without a coach, right? Something that I think you got an unfairly, and this is something I've been trying to emphasize on commentary. I think something that you got an unfairly bad rap for for maybe like the last year or two is like, oh, HBox isn't labbing or he's not using new technology. So, you know, you've got guys like, let's say Solo Battle
1: would be I an example. I actually talked being, to
0: him about this a little bit You guys earlier. talked about it? We talked okay. about Solo Battle and he talked about how he I, was doing new tech yeah. and everything like that, yeah.
1: Right. Cause Cause like, I remember, I, my shooters in the chat, they'll just at me, they'll tag me in a post and be like, hey, box, look at this. I'm like, check, check this out. Thank you right. for, the, for the new the, the new, the new uh, weapon. Thank you, I appreciate it. Just little yeah. things like that. But um, again, grinding and 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 labbing will only get you so far. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one thing I do well mm-hmm. is like I know how to fight. I know how to sit in that hot seat and feel no pressure. Um, a lot of the time, because I've exposed myself to that high pressure environment so often to the point now where I almost barely feel nothing. So yeah, when I'm like feeling myself on stage or putting on these silly glasses or like laughing along it's to keep my mental in that cool state like Uh stay positive stay happy and you'll play well um but shout outs to the other guys that do it because i know i'm not the only person of their character who's discovered or taken things from other people like it's this collective set of knowledge in this impossibly complex game we keep trying to break down every single year
0: yeah yeah for sure and i mean um i mean great breakdown great discussion on all of that um And I, we were kind of, we've been messing around with the time frame of this episode a little bit. So we had another caller jump in here at the last second. We're going to take them. We're going to get you your community voice and we're going to bounce. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a great talk all around. I'm really glad we got to talk about bubble theory. Boy, this guy was passionate about it. Anyway, let's take our caller. Welcome Etos, to the program. Uh, Where are you calling in from? What's your question for us today?
2: Uh, I'm calling from Minnesota. It's my fifth time on this show, by the way. Welcome back. Uh, uh, my question is: How speaking to what you just talked about, uh, how do you think Jigglypuff can evolve as a character into the future, especially with the new tech being pushed forward by like EU Puffs, like Solo Battle, Kangoo, Jamie, Jamie, and more? Also, why do you think no one else can push Puffs play to the limits that you do? What makes you so much different than everyone else? Let's try it over the years.
1: Cool question. It's gonna sound weird, but I think the same reason that no one pops off to the extent that I do is also the same reason they weren't able to push the character there. Bro, and are I you th- telling
0: me if they start popping off, they no, they start no. popping off.
1: It's it's a funny way to say it, but I think people don't they have trouble putting in they can get to eighty percent or eighty five. They can push that much of their entire psyche into it. But when you like actually lose yourself inside the game and make it feel like it's that's that's the only thing that there is, like, that's when you can hit your max max play and again i said it three times i'll say it one more time you cannot hit that until you have exposed yourself to the the difficulties of a horrible bracket to the absolute you know anti-puff meta that has been established over the time you have to just constantly face it head on you have to lose over and over and over again until you can hit it losing is required you cannot be the best without losing. That's one of my favorite things about fighting like this, or any sport in general. No shot you can ever be the best without having, you know, you're just completely been rolled a few times. And I think that because I was that competitive from the age of 13, to, do, to, to go to as many locals as I did, to go to as many nationals as I did, to fly myself out to all these things as, was, as a teenager, to balance it all the time too, to play in these fucking online brackets and ultimate and melee every single day. I have created a lifestyle where it's not just something i'm okay with i prefer having that pressure on me now and puff is a pressure character she doesn't apply the pressure she feels it and that's what's special about her but that's what makes her very difficult she looks easy on the outside but at the absolute top top level you have to control you have to balance a balloon with knives like i usually say and juggle it and uh that comes with just a lot of experience. So will one day, one person do it? I'm sure. But until they've they've been through the trenches like I have, it's it's hard to hit it that consistently, I feel.
0: Um, I mean, it's well said on the latter part. I was curious about what you think on the former, um how you think Jigglypuff will evolve as a character. Um I mean, one thing I could think of from hearing some people talk about Puff seeing various technologies is finding more rest setups more ways to combo into it i mean we've yeah, seen yeah. tech chase rest for example mm-hmm. but i'm sure i'm wondering what else you think there might be
1: the meta is rest everything the meta it, it, it's in one direction rest is puff's best move it's one of the best moves in the entire game there's cool. no reason to push the meta anywhere else as specifically as figuring out every possible instance of what can and cannot be rested within the human reaction time frame window like if cool. wizzy played puff maybe he could rest a lot more stuff but you gotta be practical too right <laughs> Yeah, crunch measured a lot of reaction times for a lot of players and apparently I have one of the faster ones or fastest ones which probably helps with it too like reaction tech chase when you know which way they're going to roll it's one of the easiest things you can pull off try reading or reacting to which way they're going to roll when it's loser semis and you're about to lose a thousand dollars and you have an entire Mm. crowd full of you know uh, (laughs) rowdy Canadians yelling at you it's it's, it's different you know it's different so um, yeah optimizing those rest setups will be the future of the game But then the guy who's able to use them in those situations will be the winner.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's well, that's, you know, that's pretty much how it seems to me too. And there'll be some more optimizations as well. You were talking about in the Marth matchup, for example, earlier, there'll be some edge guard setups and Marth killers and various other things that are going to be there and things we don't know about or, and things like that. But yeah, it seems like there is going to be more just general tech for Puff coming out and um, it seems like she's going to be a lot more explosive with the rest, even if she does maybe take her time still. So, going to be more of a more of a balance of that, and I think all matchups is what it sounds like. Um, That's the way
1: it's going, yep. Yeah. And, uh, gonna be, it's going to be an interesting future to look forward to. Not just with, with that matchup with Puff, but even like the Marth Sheik stuff. Yeah. Do you keep playing the lopsided matchup? Do you keep pushing it, or do you finally give up on the character and try it? I have been a proponent of never giving up on the main, ever. Uh-huh. But not everyone believes it, and not everyone has the same level of success. I'm just maybe just a little crazy. That's why yeah. I, I've stuck with Buff, and always will be. It's the only character I've ever played in bracket. I
3: think well, that's yeah. the cool thing about Melee. Is Melee is the kind of game where you can do that, right? Like <clears throat> the like you talk about these are these are bad matchups, but they're still bad matchups because there's so much depth to each character. You can still push them. Versus, yep. you know, if it was like a simpler game, you know, maybe you feel like, well, I need to pick up a secondary at this point. My character can't do it. But uh, you can just get so much more skillful than your opponent. It's
1: <laughs> like so when, when Armada pulled the young Link, I, yeah, I got desperate. I thought, I can't beat this. This is impossible. I'll try the Ness. I'll try the Fox. I'll try the Falco. But where did I finally find the most success by and far? Sticking to back the guns. home. Go back home. Back to Puff.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's well
1: said. <laughs> when, when I figured out with Fox, Falco, or Ness, or secondary, it's good for the moment. When you figure it out with Puff, mm-hmm. you're fucked mm-hmm. for life
0: absolutely i mean that's well said yeah the, the it's all i think in melee especially hard game as it is and enough difficult deep matchups and difficult opponents as it is if you could do it with one character it's it, it makes things a lot easier um yeah for sure for sure but yeah i mean i think hbox well said on all of that etos i think we've covered it you got any shout outs for us on your way out today
2: uh, shout outs to Gommel. great event. I lost my voice screaming for jMOok. That's my boy. Sorry, Hbox. Uh, uh, <laughs> shout I out to, to- yeah. Shout out to Toef. Uh, for being there this weekend, hung out with Hope a bit, and then uh, shout smart. out to Minnesota, Minnesota.
1: So, Minnesota,
2: Minnesota. Yeah,
1: Ben,
2: my boy, hey, prominent sure was there. Sure. Yeah. All right, take I'm care, good. gamer. All right, thank you so much.
0: All right. Well, we've we've asked plenty of our questions. We've taken plenty of callers, and there's only one thing left to do, Hungry Box, and that is the community voice—a question that you've got to ask for the YouTube comments, or for, or if you like, for the community at large, something you want people to respond to, something you might be curious about, um, or something you just think is funny. You know, we we've had questions on here before. Who would Elijah Wood main? Uh, we've had questions. What would make you go to your first local? You know, mm-hmm. so it could be serious, it could be silly, it can be whatever you want. You know, we did just have the one about what makes you inform your pre- uh, opinion of top players uh, last week. So, really, can be any sort of thing. But yeah, this is your time, your moment, your question. But what are you thinking, man?
1: Be like a, me- a melee question, right?
0: Melee community. I mean, it uh, could yeah, even right? be.
3: Yeah, it technically doesn't even have to be melee, but it would oh, well, be directed play, to I, the I, melee I, community.
1: I play both games, um, uh, but I'll ask a, a question for one from melee, one for ultimate. Um, Ooh, okay. So, Melee, I had this, like, what if situation, like, would you press the button, right? And the button is, you need to sacrifice one current top five player permanently to bring back Armada permanently. Do you do it? Wow. And who who do you choose?
0: But not, they don't die, right? The sacrifice? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: No, they they fucking die, Kevin.
0: Okay, well I'm not pushing that button. <laughs> no, no, no. I think what, just, man.
1: no, they, they don't know that you 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 you. Uh, it's, it's a they're, retirement, they're, 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 retirement, retirement. They they can't play anymore. Yeah, something okay, like that. Or just right. they just don't want to play anymore. Um, the question is, do you do it, and who do you switch it with? So I'm actually curious to see what the answer to that question would be. And the top five would be um, uh, we'll bring Mango out of it because if you sacrifice Mango, you're dumb. Uh, we'll put we'll put in <laughs> Lane, Cody, me, Leffen, and I guess Plup. Or Amsa or something. Like
0: JMook's it? been oh, J-Mook, himself yeah. in that conversation lately. Oh, we'll
1: call those five. Jmook, me, PLUP. Oh, J me, Zane, Cody Leffen.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So which of the foxes do you want to push the button on Hbox?
3: <laughs> well, but he brings back Armada, right? So
0: yeah. Tra- tra- he's for trading one. He's trading i rather play like against Armada like,
1: than one, right? bring
3: back Armada. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, well it was like get our, get our butt out of here <laughs> uh, I,
1: I would i don't know i'd I'd switch one swede for another they're both gonna give me like the exact same amount of trouble on the fox puff mm-hmm. uh, so yeah probably left in for our
0: uh. fair enough fair enough mm-hmm.
3: Toe are you pressing no no because i don't know i i think that um Nah, man. I like who we got, and I feel like the people that we currently got. I don't want to. I don't want to influence anybody's answers in the YouTube comments. But I, I feel like the people that stuck around to where okay. we are now, fair like, fair enough. You know, I think that that should be honored, and um, fair enough. And and also, you know, like people, it's just we got so far in the meta, uh, the way things were. I don't want to mess with a We got a we got a recipe for success right now, right? For for me, at you know, it's the butterfly effect. You know, you change one thing, who knows what the hell happens. Right. Sorry.
1: All right. And then, um, my other question. I mean, it's actually an ultimate one, but it's very topical. Okay. We've we've all played melee, but you guys both played brawl, and you guys both dabbled. You, Kevin and I actually had a rivalry in brawl in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He played Martha, I played King Dedede. It was a great rivalry. Um, oh. Yeah, we were both ranked in our state. And then we, when we played Brawl, there was Meta Knight. And Meta Knight was so obviously the best character Ugh. to the point where he was yeah. banned in certain rule sets. He was the only character, I think, that got banned officially in certain rule sets. Then you had Smash 4, the DLC came, Bea was broken as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. the game died out. And I think Nintendo released Ultimate quickly enough to not, so the, the scene didn't worry about banning Bea. It's like, she's going to, the game was made dead anyway. Who cares? Now it's Ultimate. Now there's a question mark if there's any other Smash game in sight anytime soon. The game is not being patched. The number one character in the game now is Steve, and that happened recently, actually. But what the problem with Steve being the best is that the tech for him and the options are exponentially growing more than any other character. Now a bunch of 15-year-olds and 16-year-olds are picking up the character, winning Super Majors with him, and uh, it is it's getting pretty scary. So my question is, if MK Leo,
2: mm-hmm. who is
1: the protagonist of the scene, the stalwart of the game, right? The one man who can do it, if he gets rolled by Akula or one of these Steve players from NA, if he loses 3-0 to them, will the character get banned within the year? Uh, Yes. See, You think? And you know, the thing is, right now, Smashers are more knee-jerk than ever because of social media, because of what they see. Will Mm -hmm. it happen? Uh I'm I'm saying not not within like twenty twenty two, within three hundred and sixty-five days of Leo losing to a Steve, will the character be banned. That's I think the
0: only way something like that probably doesn't happen is if there are counters to him that come up, or if you know, I don't know what the leadership in that game is like, but in melee we struggle to we struggle to do much rule set rule set changes. And so if there's a leadership problem there and it's hard to organize and there's uh-huh. no committee or anything, then it, it might yeah. just be for that reason, and they're like, "Well, he's not broken enough. It's not everyone in top eight using them, because that's what people were saying about Meta Knight. It was like only seven of eight people in top eight using. Him. Ah, you can't ban him.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, people. And there, the thing is, like, I remember I was the puff player in melee. Like, I had this, so much discredit to my life, and I'm glad now people realize that she's not this like overly broken piece of shit. All the mm. characters are pretty good, but you know, she still requires the work. Steven that game, if you fix like three things, like minecart and how often you get Diamond, and the ledge stalling tech that they have with the pl- platforms, they fix oh. those, the character will be fine. But there's no more patches to the game. It's the first time where it's like, the game's done. As right. far as we know, nothing else being touched to it. What we have is what we got, and it feels unfinished. He's like the one character that forgot the nerf. So right. now we as a community have to decide whether or not that nerf should have happened, or do we just keep him? if Layla I was. think,
3: yeah, I think what would, like the, the prerequisite for a ban would be like, so Leo, say Leo, you know, loses, plays a character where people say, well, okay, but hang on a minute, you know, maybe he played a character where Steve, that character doesn't give Steve a hard time, you know, whatever, whatever the case is with Steve Byleth, if Leo can't pick up, you know, cause I, I've seen a lot of talk about certain characters that do really well against Steve. I've seen people say one of the answers to Steve might be hero. Yeah. <laughs> know, a hero, for, ex- for example, right. And yeah, so exactly. maybe the meta just turns into something where you just need a counter pick for him. And I think if that's the case, if he's got bad matchups and people just have to pick up a pocket character, then it's a different story. I think one thing that's pretty common with these actual ban-worthy characters is that they need to have a matchup spread where you can't just pick up a counter pick. You know, I think yeah. that's going to be a big part of that. And I guess something that we can uh, we can t- take a look at in the community voice if people have any insights on
1: that. I remember you think a- about a band- matchup spread. Uh, a band character is never like who, number, uh, let's say, number, uh, like, or I was number one with Puff, right? <clears throat> right. Uh, no one ever took the idea of band Puff seriously because there wasn't like any other Puffs like that were in contention to win a tournament. Uh-huh. With Meta Knight, you had like 16 different Meta Knights. Oh who, like, my God. Yes. And if they the, didn't all have, play all
3: Meta Knight, those you those had
0: members. a secondary.
1: Yep, you yeah, you had to. Right? Yeah. And then you, you had, had Bayonetta's to. everywhere. And other top players, secondary Bayonetta. That is when the idea of a band happens. And I think right, right now, yeah, I'm seeing, I don't know man I'm, I am look to the left, a Steve winning a local I look to the right, a Steve wins in Spain I look at the tournament, I just won at across the stage, Onan wins Gommel, I look have at the been... uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. i like holy crap, when you, when you realize you can't stop avoiding it that is that, when yeah. the question yeah. should be raised, a character should never ever ever be banned if one guy is winning and one guy only right, well, yeah agreed
2: but
1: the when you have six it. guys, some guys doing it Let's talk about it.
3: Do you know, um, Hungrybox, do you know anything about, like, uh, are there any existing super top players, like people like MK Leo, Spargo, you know, Light, Tweak, etc.? Are there any of those players that are... Uh, obviously, Akola's already there, but are there any players that are thinking of switching to, to Steve? Because that would be interesting to see, right? Because that happened with
1: Bayonetta. I wish for The example. Buzz would switch to Steve. The I think, Buzz I think would the be... Buzz I think the buzz, Steve. W- I'm gonna text him now, actually.
3: Yeah, you should tell him. Okay, well, while I'm sure fair, someone's like, told. I'm sure someone's told him. But anyway, yeah, um, um,
1: I can see Zachary doing it. Ma- I could managing,
3: managing your mining must be like managing, managing your Pikmin. There's <laughs> some similarities.
1: Yeah, whenever, whenever says like, "Oh, I have a Sora secondary," or "Oh, I have like you know this like X character secondary," you're just like, "Come on." When someone says, "I have a Steve secondary," you're just like, "Fuck!" Like this is now I, we have to be uh-huh. concerned. And I'll be, mm-hmm. I'll say this one more thing too, because I'm passionate about it. People comparing Kazuya, anyone in Steve, to ban Kazu? What? Like, are you... What, how <laughs> is it even close? How? Oh, he can build blocks. He can build his own platforms. Have you seen Minecart? Like, it's not even a, a debate. Kazu, not even close, dude. People people who want to ban Kazu are just salty because their friend beats him up with them. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, it's it's not even close, I don't feel.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um.
0: Yeah, I mean... Well, this this is a hot button issue. People people have strong feelings. We're gonna see we're gonna see what the audience is taking on this one. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, comments of this video let us know. Would you push the button? And if uh, MKLeo gets three uh, would will uh, the character be banned in a year? We're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this one, HBox. Don't worry, man. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, that's all we got. Questions cool. asked, questions answered. Thank uh-huh. you so much, Hbox, for coming on. Really appreciate you holding it down, giving us your insight, your experience, and your awareness, sir.
1: Had a One great time. Comment, I just realized. What's that? Mm. Leo, lose to Steve on purpose. The care will be banned, and then you'll have a great time winning. Strong. <laughs> Strong. long, Conrad. Right? Nobody tells me Leo's not that kind of guy.
0: Mixed oh, oh, tournaments. You heard oh, it here first. God. Radio melee fun. message. Thank you so much, HBox, for coming on. Thank you so much, Toe, for holding it down. Really do appreciate it. And thank you guys out there for calling in, listening, and watching. This is Mm -hmm. Radio Melee, signing out.